Welcome back to the Missing Link Podcast. I'm Nico, linking you to the past, present, and future of music. On the last Sunday of August, 1941, on Stovall Plantation, sharecropper McKinley Morganfield thought he had finally been caught selling bootleg whiskey. But the white man who had come looking for him was not looking for a criminal. Instead, he was searching for the next big thing, and he found it. Alan Lomax first heard about Morganfield, or as he would become known worldwide, Muddy Waters, on a trip down to Mississippi in search of musician Robert Johnson. He then went down to where Muddy lived and asked him to play something on the guitar. Lomax recorded the tracks on two glass, 16-inch records, the likes of which Muddy had never seen before. When Muddy first heard the music back, he thought, man, I can sing. At this point in time, no one knew that Muddy Waters, the poor black sharecropper from Stovall, Mississippi, would become one of the most influential artists the world has ever known. plantation during the late 1910s and early 20s. His father, Ollie Morganfield, was a sharecropper who also played the blues at local spots, which Muddy called Saturday Night Frish Fries. Muddy was raised mostly by his grandmother, who gave him the nickname Muddy Waters because of how much he played in the mud, and he mostly drove tractors and harvested cotton. Before Lomax recorded him in 1941, Muddy would play the harmonica with guitarist Scott Bonner, and later toured with the legendary Big Joe Williams, just as Muddy's music was in part molded by playing with these figures, he became an instrumental part in the development of the musical future. Much of this inspiration comes in the form of specific licks and songs, such as Manish Boy, in which the main riff that you just heard is one of the most recognizable pieces of guitar in music history. The sharp riff instantly gets the listener's attention, captivating them into hearing Muddy's tale of being the greatest man alive. Like many of Muddy's songs, the lyrics of Manish Boy reflect himself, just like the song we'll talk about a little later on, Hoochie Coochie Man. These lyrics and songs inspired a wide range of musicians, from amateur guitarists to the very biggest of bands. Literally thousands of artists in the United States and around the world have been influenced by Muddy's soulful sounds. These artists are spread out throughout the generations, but the era many would consider the most important is that of early British rock and roll, with unforgettable bands like The Beatles, Led Zeppelin, and The Rolling Stones. American blues at this time was dying, with acts like Chuck Berry bringing in a new wave of popular music. Acts like The Rolling Stones were what got young people back into listening to the blues. The Rolling Stones were much more interested in Muddy Waters than they were by anyone else. It was how guitarist Keith Richards and frontman Mick Jagger decided to make a band, and the name of the Rolling Stones even came from one of Muddy's songs, Rolling Stones. They were so infatuated with Muddy Waters' music, they even traveled all the way to the United States from England just to meet him. In 1981, at the Checkerboard Lounge in Chicago, the Rolling Stones finally got the chance to perform with their idol. They first played Baby Please Don't Go, a blues classic that has been covered by hundreds of different artists. The performance has since become legendary, even with the Stones being introduced only halfway through the song. Jagger comes on first, looking uncharacteristically nervous, perhaps still thinking about what it means to be performing on stage with his biggest influence.
When Keith Richard comes on stage, though, just about a minute later, he is calm, and he instantly gets into the groove of the song, maybe due to the fact that he was on enough drugs to kill a small horse. After that, the performance takes shapes, and it turns into a beautiful mix of the two performers. Just like the Stones had Muddy, Muddy was influenced heavily by Delta Blues musicians such as Sun House, who he stated was the greatest guitar player in the world. Muddy started his career in the Delta Blues scene, but when he moved to Chicago and signed with Chess Records, he began to pioneer the Chicago blues genre, a grittier, more urban style of the blues that began the push towards rock and roll music as we know it today. The change in instrumentation reflected the change in style, too. Gone were the days of the reverberating acoustic guitar, and in were the days of the rocking electric guitar. As Keith Richards said, What Muddy was doing at Chess in the late 40s and in the 50s was transforming the blues to meet the needs of the society. It had been acoustic blues before World War II. After that, they started shouting it out in Chicago. The whole city was louder, and the music became city blues. They were inventing it as they went along, because nobody knew anything about the electric guitar or how to record it. It was just beautiful experimentation. Written by the legendary Willie Dixon for Muddy to perform, I'm Your Hoochie Coochie Man is a classic staple of Chicago blues and one of his most popular songs. The song reflects himself as well, with lyrics such as You're gonna make pretty women's Jump in shout Then the world wanna know What this all about He was well known for going from woman to woman and getting in trouble with the law. One time in Tuscaloosa, Muddy got incredibly drunk and ended up sleeping with a hotel maid. When he woke up, he accused her of stealing and started hitting her with a bucket. It was these kind of antics that gave Muddy Waters somewhat of a bad reputation, although that in itself became almost a part of his brand. Earlier, we talked about the Rolling Stones and the Beatles as two huge artists who drew heavily on early blues and rock and roll. They have inspired hundreds of artists, just as Muddy Waters himself once did. One of these artists was Oasis, a band bursting onto the scene in the 90s, often hailed as the next coming of the Beatles with hits like Wonderwall and Don't Look Back in Anger being played on the radio almost constantly. Oasis's glory days didn't last too long after their peak, however, with key band members leaving. That said, they left their mark on modern day music, and especially with a band that is still playing today, the Arctic Monkeys. In an interview with Pitchfork Magazine, frontman Alex Turner cited Oasis as one of his biggest influences, both in music and in attitude. With Oasis, it's just that attitude, like it's resistant against everything else that's going on in music, he said. Without the likes of Muddy Waters, we likely would have never seen today's artists making this music or having this attitude. This path over the course of music history, from the roots of the deep American South to the north of England, shows the influence of early blues, and especially Muddy Waters. Without money, the landscape of rock and roll, and therefore all music, would be vastly different. Before we leave off here, I'd like to touch on one more point. In a 1971 interview with Muddy Waters, he details a point that I'd like to leave off on. And there's no way that you can counterfeit that? You can't counterfeit that. You mean, in other words, uh, the young kids can learn to play a guitar that way, but they can't learn to sing that way? Like me? You mean white kids? Yeah. Oh, no. 
You know better. Than Why is that? <laughs> they, they ain't got enough soul, man. They ain't had enough hard time. <laughs> this idea of not everyone truly understanding the blues is no novel idea that Muddy came up with. It is a fact that has been echoed throughout dozens of pieces of music and literature. One of my favorite quotes about this comes from August Wilson's 1982 screenplay Ma Rainey's Black Bottle. White folks don't understand about the blues. They hear it come out, but they don't know how it got there. They don't understand that's life's way of talking. You don't sing to feel better, you sing because that's a way of understanding life. The blues help you get out of bed in the morning. You get up knowing you ain't alone. There's something else in the world. Something's been added by that song. This be an empty world without the blues. I take that emptiness and try to fill it up with something. I ain't started the blues way of singing. The blues always been here. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.